Awesome. Are we, are we good oh, to go? Okay. All right, fantastic. Well, hello, StarCast. How's everybody doing? Oh, come on. You can be louder than that for King of Pro Wrestling Podcast. Come on. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh, so I'm Sam. This is Paul. And, uh, okay, hi, Sam. <laughs> We are joined by none other than Bruce Mitchell from the Pro Wrestling Torch. Uh, Bruce, how you doing today, man? Uh, give doing it up great. for Bruce. Yeah, give doing it up great. for Bruce Mitchell, everybody. Come on. Yeah, that's all right. I appreciate that. That's cool. Um, so, uh, so, Bruce, how have you been? How have you been enjoying StarCast so far? Um, this is, we haven't even had the all-in show, and this is an amazing weekend, and this is an amazing gathering right now. I, I, my mind continues to get blown by what's going on here. Well, how crazy is it that, you know, we're here at StarCast doing all these amazing things, all this amazing talent is in the building, all these amazing fans are here, and, and, and in a way, All In is almost like just creeping up. It's like the icing on the cake. It's like, oh my god, I get to go to this incredible show tonight. I know, I know. I, I felt that way, too. I went to, uh, we went to the AEW show last night. Nice. Great show. Um, you know, new champion and Brody King, and, and but it was you know, if they made me fly home tomorrow, tomorrow, I mean, right now, I'd be like, I'd be really disappointed. I had a great, great weekend, and there's still so much more to go. So um, Yeah, I mean, we've been so, so busy, yeah. and there's been so much going on here. Like, you know, we've almost forgotten that there's this show tonight. Right. It, it just seems like this thing, but a couple and hours, we'll be there. And this is an historic show, but sometimes history is boring. This is not going to be boring. No, it isn't. No, no without a doubt. You know, one of the things that we've been talking about, uh, even last night, is, is, is how incredible, and especially all the shirts we're seeing out here, the Bullet Club and the importance of the Bullet Club in not only this event specifically, but also in, in the expansion of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Bruce has got a Golden Lovers t-shirt. That's awesome. There we go. Yeah. Kenny and Coda are actually doing signings right now. I think some of these people are probably in line for is that. Is that who you're in line for, guys? Some of them are Any? in for Rey Mysterio. Right. Phoenix, Pentagon, Pentagon yes, right. Pentagon nice. Jr. Um, so one of the things that we were talking about is with the Bullet Club in particular and their formation going all the way back to Prince Devitt and Fale and, and, and Carl Anderson and the idea that that group and the genesis of that group has contributed so much to the growth of the product of New Japan Pro Wrestling and has had an absolute direct influence on All In. Bruce, what do you think in particular about what Bullet Club has meant to New Japan Pro Wrestling? You know, one thing is just um, strong performers w that have different varieties of charisma, that work different styles, and that they have um, grown from, you know, Devin and Fale, and, and that they've um, had a, a, a line that you can follow, a story that you can follow all throughout this that's made sense, that's... Um, that's built and um, also gave wrestlers and fans an alternative um, to what you know the, the industry leader was giving them, and, and 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 a quality alternative. I think that I think just quality product really will come out, and this this is definitely an example of that. And just time and place, and instead of the wrong thing at the wrong time, this is the right thing at the right time, and and you can just feel this. Um, it's a, when when wrestling. Um, Grows when there's something that really catches fire, you know you can you can tell by the energy of the people that are watching it and the people that are into it. And absolutely, you know, yeah, so they really did that. The, the popularity of the Bullet Club is really astonishing. I mean, I live in a small town, and a couple of years ago, you didn't see any wrestling shirts. I mean, I can drive down the street of a small town now. I can, multiple Bullet Club shirts or variations. It's it's amazing how it's blown up. And and the amazing thing too is the people that are fans, how ravenous they are. Like how loyal and ravenous, and I mean, look at out here. It's yeah, it's this incredible. is amazing. I mean, to see um, 
you know, Thursday to see the line for, um, who was it Thursday? Um, for the Bucks. Uh, you yeah. See the line for the Bucks. And, you know, and they kind of started this, you know, the, the thing of you get to meet them. They're nice to you. They, they remember. And, and the rest of the wrestlers are like that. And that wasn't always the way it was. Just kind of the grassroots one by one um, marketing and marketing of T-shirts that turned into something, you know, that caught on fire and turned into something bigger. And then, you know, to make that deal with Hot Topic where any fan can go and find it, it was, you know, find those T-shirts. And then all these years I would hear people say, well, I'm going to um, get my promotion over on YouTube. That's how I'm going to market myself. And yeah. never, ever came close to working, but they figured out a way to give people um, programming it, it with um, being the elite that, that serves, you know, the insider fan, but also had that story, it had that inside um, shoot part and then it had the story part and if you don't have the story part together the shoot part doesn't mean anything and they, they've got all of that and it's continued to weave and wind its way you know there's a lot of stuff tonight you know questions to be you know what happens with Flip Gordon tonight does anything happen <laughs> right well I think you know, something happens kind of, I, yeah I would predict that but I mean you, you know that's what I mean is, you know who shows up what um, what well, happens in the um, you know what happens in the relationship between um Omega and, and um, Cody and, and how everything goes with that and does Dave Meltzer pay up his dollar or not? So, I mean, <laughs> well, they, I mean, they created their own platform and their own way of telling stories and yet the, you know, the stories that they're telling are your stories that, that, that we've been seeing really for years with different spins perhaps in professional wrestling and Bruce is somebody who's covered professional wrestling for as long as you have and obviously you know, you know coming from that, that area how do you think this compares especially with the name StarCast but how do you think that this entire event and the number of people and everything compares for instance to something like you know, like the first Starcade, or to how hop in the Mid Atlantic was, and how Greensboro was selling out, and you know, you know, traffic jams uh, on the interstate, all that sort of stuff. How do you think something like this compares to that environment? Well, you know, the world changes and evolves, and definitely professional wrestling does all the time. But um, and the technology's changed so much. This has been done with, you know, with um, access television and New Japan programming, and it's been done with. Ring of Honor on Sinclair Network, but it really the the main stre- the mainstream of it has been um, at shows and on YouTube and you know the main spine of the story is there. And with um, Mid Atlantic Championship Wrestling, it was two hour syndicated shows. So um, you know that was so that so that part's different. But I do think that focusing on focusing on championships and fights and grudges with stars that's the common thing for everything that works in for almost everything that works in wrestling and um they've they've done that you know they they carry themselves as big stars and they've lost and they've jettisoned the general manager and the who's going to take over the promotion and the who's gonna this you know it might be they're fighting for control of the bullet club but the bullet club is a faction is a group of wrestlers trying to get championships and trying to be at the top of the card and, and championships is where the money is and, and that, that structure is what a lot of sports is about, a lot of successful sports is about and, um, and definitely what pro wrestling is about so there's, simula- yeah. there's real yeah. similarities and I am, I mean for me as old as I am and spent a, I spent a <laughs> lot of years in the 80s watching Dusty Rhodes chase the NWA championship so in 2018 
to see a Rhodes go after the NWA Championship, just as a small, not a small part of the show, but a part of the show, um, and to go to Chicago to see it, that's, um, that's a really amazing thing for me. Yeah. yeah. Is there anybody in wrestling, honestly, that utilizes social media the way these guys do? How they built this and they built their following through social media and how they, they use it so effectively? No, but no, I, I, I don't think so. And, but I think it's a model and you can see folks starting to. And you can see, you know, there's, to me, there's a way to do it and it's to play your character in social media, but also, um, you know, don't give people reasons to be distracted from what you're marketing, but also um, be part of the world. And they have done a really good job of that. And they, they've also, you know, that people feel this personal bond with them is right, you know, is right there. But, but don't, you know, you don't see Kenny, you know, you don't see Kenny Omega um, hugging, um, you know, I'm trying to think who's wrestling tonight, but anyway, um, you know, you know, hugging his opponent, going, "We did a great job together," or any of that kind of stuff. You do see a little bit of that after the show and talking about stars, but I mean, it's not. Um, it doesn't take you out of it, the right? Way, or it's also not going on and talking about politics or mm -hmm. um, you know things that that or you know things that distract from this is who I am. You know, yeah. Cody's playing. Cody's becoming something like his father in that, um, you know, they were both playing a role, but they're both, that's who they are. Without yeah. a doubt. As close as you can be. And that, that really resonates with people. And yeah. that's something yeah. that's different about professional wrestling than anything else. You don't want the actors, to, you know, you don't want Tom Cruise acting like he's, a, you know, he's on the Mission Impossible team, you know, in real life. But with <laughs> yeah. this, you do want to see, you know, when they're out in public, you want to see the wrestlers... Um, hold themselves the way they do other places. Yeah. So. It's really amazing because they're using all these new technologies and social media, but if you really follow it, they're doing it in an old school way. Yeah. They're, they're not, like you said, they're, they're doing it old school storytelling just with new technology and new platforms to get it out. Well, I always think because there was old school bad storytelling, <laughs> and as much as I, I love the fact that technology affords me the chance to revisit stuff and to learn about new old stuff you know <laughs> find that find that history and um but it also is i'm i'm more the good stuff yeah right? the yeah. good stuff now and the and, and there's certain things that that definitely change you know and how you how you market yourself you don't want to look like um you know you don't want to be in fluorescent colors from the early 90s you don't want to look like the 1970s you want to look like today yeah but you also are telling a story with drama that you take seriously and you weave in humor you weave it and they've done a great job of that too and the amazing part of like weaving in the young bucks and and their um however you want to say it meta or ironic part of their act that fans love and then dropping it at the right time to be more um to be more serious and to play the long game of what's going on with this back injury or what's um mm -hmm. what's relationships with this you know what's going on with you know, they've taken their time with Juice Robinson. They've taken their time with, um, and, and then you think, will Neville be here? You know, will Pac be here? Right, Neville yeah. Here? Is, is, is Pac so going to show up? You know, you've got this strong foundation, and then you change it up. It's, it's definitely there. 
Uh, uh, you know, one of the things, too, that's interesting, I think, about the Bucks, and you were kind of touching on this, is that their characters are so incredibly strong, and the way that they've built themselves, and they've, and they've used, you, you know, the, that, that idea that they can go out there, and they can be these cocky, you know, I'm having fun, I'm, this is a comedy match to me, and then flip that switch and get serious, is, is something that I do feel is also kind of old school. We were talking with Magnum TA the other day, actually, and one of the things I said to Magnum is, like, your psychology was always so good, and for only being in the business for six years... One of the things I always loved about you is you could go out there in a match and you could just wrestle, like just Matt wrestle a guy, and then all of a sudden he would take a cheap shot and you could flip that switch and now it's like, it's a fight. Now I'm going to kick your ass. And I think that that's kind of something that the Bucks have been able to do as well. And they don't get enough credit for that because you see them in matches where it is all about fun and it is all about that fun-loving sort of thing. And then the next thing you know, you're right, they're serious. And then the whole back injury angle and, and the way that Nick Jackson in particular had to like step up and really, you know, kind of carry that team in a way, it, it was just really amazing to me um, to see their evolution over these past few years and it's not that it wasn't there before but it's sort of like they've been able to push it more and more to the forefront of their work you know the details the detail oriented storytelling and the staying true to it and 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 also you know you have the comedy stuff where you have comedy 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 and it's too much Um, you have that one spot or those two spots that that really hit or even the okay this is a fight um, and then it's too much. It's almost like too much of a fight, too much of the stunts, or too much of the things. Oh, that sure. Take people out of it. But that moment, and then you milk that moment. That's a lot of the art of of, of wrestling that's always been there. And yeah, you know, you see Magnum do something, some you know, Tully or someone stooge for him. But 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 then <laughs> he and Tully were fighting. I mean, it was. Yeah. Um, you know, I can definitely remember going to those matches and going, all right. Whenever I see, whenever I see these guys on the card, I'm going. You know, it's like there's... It, and back then, everybody wasn't on the same card every time. Like this, this is not the same, you know, this is not the same, you know, WWE, Raw and SmackDown, you see the same people on the same show. Um, that would change up. So anyway, you, know, you, you pick and choose your stars. And I also think being wrestler, um, being wrestler emphasized, wrestler branded first, and then, you know, all in second is... is brings more excitement than I'm going to the Raw show. Um, you know, yeah. I'm going to see, I get to see Kenny Omega tonight. You know, I get to see Okada and, and the Bucks and, and you know, and, and, and Cody and, and the NWA Championship and all the rest of it. I mean, that that's where the focus is and that puts them in such a powerful position to make this show go, but also this next year for people like us following it is yeah. going to be fascinating yeah. oh absolutely it's opened up the, the business aspect of it in a whole new way I think um, especially for the way that we're talking about it and the dialogue that's kind of increased is, is really incredible because you know there's, there's really always been the talk about the matches or your favorite wrestlers or the best match of the year that sort of stuff but now to really talk about like well what are they going to do about a TV deal is this going to be on pay per view you know does New Japan increase their, their view through New Japan World by having this guy with the belt. Like, it's a very interesting dynamic that I don't think we necessarily would have had. You know, it, it, some people were, obviously, but, but it, not as many people, it seems, are talking about it, uh, uh, no, you know, I, like I 20 th- years ago as they were today. I think one of the most important things about this is, is they have shown, and it's not going to be everybody be able to do that because that's not how wrestling works or stardom works, but it's shown how to, um, that you can leverage yourself into being a star if you if you work really hard, you've got the talent and the quality work, and you can do it without 
the WWE. You can do it without the company. You can do it yourself. And yeah. that's a yeah. big change. And, um, and also that gives that leverage. And I, what I'm really hoping is in a year from now or so that the wrestlers in WWE realize they have leverage with that Fox television show. And we get, you know, um, you know, NFL, the NBA, MLB, um, you know, they pay their talent 50% of the gross. WWE is less than 10%. That that balance gets um, moved. You know, it, it's more than just, you know, I, I think that even people like Roman Reigns and John Cena probably are getting underpaid. You know, you sit, you sit there and go, how could those guys get underpaid? But the, the rank and file get a better deal, get health benefits, get insurance, mm -hmm. um, all the things that, well, that could be done. Yeah. You, well, know, you and, mentioned, like, the, the money, the percentage of the money that, like, an NFL player gets as opposed to a wrestler. Yeah. I mean, is not the big difference there that they're in a union? Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? And you're absolutely. not going to see a, wrestling, a union wrestling so because... Well, I mean, the leverage is the leverage will be there in, in a year from now. So, um, you know, you know, do the wrestlers are notorious for not sticking together, but these guys have stuck together, and um, and they're sticking together as they negotiate. So, um, you know, can you not only make life better for you and your family and get more of what you've earned, and um, and particularly with the health, you know, the health risk of this business, um, you know, to, to be protected, uh, you know, by insurance and that kind of thing that. A lot of performers take for granted, including athletes, um, yeah. think that's there. So the idea that, yeah. it, that it's never been done, so they can't do it. This, you know, we're seeing new opportunities. Do I think it's going to happen? If I had to bet, I would say no. But I hope that the, you know, I hope that there are folks that are as smart as these guys seeing that opportunity too. Yeah, I mean, and you were talking earlier about like if you go to a WWE show, it's the show you're seeing. It's right. not necessarily an individual like. This show is completely different. It, it's the star power that's on here. And one of the most amazing things about this is now everybody we've talked to, we've asked them what's the one match they're looking forward to the most. Yeah. I think every single match has been named by somebody. Like, it's yeah. not like everybody's here for one match. It's not a one-match card or even a two-match card. Every match on this card has its own star power. It's all, You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's got unique matchups, you know, Omega and Pentagon. And, and God, that's a dream. That's a it's not a dream match. Matches it's like we something you see. really want yeah. to see. And there's a variety of styles, comedic and everything else that's on this. And, and so you're not getting the sameness of the big corporate monolith. And, and sometimes that sameness is, is cool and good. But to see, you know, to go to the restaurant where there's many different styles of dishes that are, that are all tasty, that's a, that's a strong thing to, to have. Yeah. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Bruce, we want to thank you so much yeah. for joining us, man. It has been incredible. Thank you for inviting me, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, Bruce Mitchell from the PW Torch. Give it up. Come on. Oh, you can be louder. Come on. Dave Christ. There you go. You. There you go. All right. Thank you so much to Bruce. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Dave Christ. Thank you so much. Um, we should mention right here that Sammy Callahan is setting up his uh, Nintendo 64 tournament right now. Uh, and Dave and Jake Christ are around. So we're, OVE is representing OI4K. I, I've known those guys for a while. They're awesome. Uh, but right now we're going to be joined by another special guest. I got to ask a question. And I want everybody, everybody that can hear this us. This is very important. It's very important. Who does not have a ticket to All In tonight? Is there anyone around here that can hear my voice that does not have a ticket to All In? All right, well, that's awesome. Everybody's got a ticket. Oh, no, we do have somebody. Sir, All you right. don't have tickets tonight? How many do you need? Two. 
How perfect. There you go. There you go. <laughs> two tickets for all in tonight. So we had we had two. So, so we got Sydney here from the Pinned Podcast. Yeah, she was telling me. Yeah, are, Sydney. <laughs> um, so we uh, we we got uh, uh, very lucky, and we were able to um, uh, uh, have uh, have a sort of giveaway where someone was very nice enough to give us floor seats, and now we were like, well, "What do we do now? We're on Podcast Row Sunday. We can't give away tickets there." So we decided, uh, with the help of you guys, that we would uh, give away those tickets to whoever didn't have a, nope. a ticket for All In. So well, we just gave away two tickets now, to All now, In. Now I mean, you guys are All In. It happened, it happened so quickly that I, I literally had no oh. idea. Like, it, just, oh, it, was just, it was on and over, just like that. Um, but but, but Sydney... Hold on, she's not alone from her pen. <laughs> That's right, we got Chad and Austin here as well from Penn. Say yes, hi, guys. hello. In case you couldn't get sick of my voice earlier today, I'm back. Hello, everybody. <laughs> hello. Now, you guys have been rocking StarCast. You've been pulling interviews left and right. You've been getting meet and greets all day long. You've been getting autographs. You've been hanging out. What's been your favorite part of things okay. so far? Uh, easily for me, uh, the most exciting slash scariest thing I've ever done in my life was ask Scott Steiner for an interview. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Really nice guy, but I was terrified. Yeah, I'm, I'm scared of uh, Scott Steiner myself. Not as scared as I am of Sammy Callahan. I'm <laughs> kind of walking to my side here. Uh, yeah, I, well, hey, don't look at him the wrong way, okay? It's his birthday. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Sammy. Sammy. Everybody happy tell birthday. happy birthday to Sammy oh. Callahan. Um, yeah, this has just been such an incredible time, and we were talking a little bit about the card tonight, and I know that we've kind of talked to you guys about this uh, before, but now we can get it on the record. What match are you looking forward to the most tonight? Definitely the, and this is just because I am a weirdo and I like <laughs> and I like violence and destruction. But definitely the Joey Janela uh, Hangman Page street fight. I know no balcony will be exactly. safe. Exactly, <laughs> I know that's not everyone's first go-to, but that's that's probably the one thing I'm looking forward to the most. I'm looking forward to uh, Marty Skrull versus Okada because that that nice. villain is malicious now, and it's going to be a bloodbath there. Marty Skrull, like the storytelling that he's done and the character evolution that he's had on being the elite, and even last night at the All In Weigh In and press conference has been absolutely incredible. And the promo that he had last night, talking about coming from nothing, it was it was just brilliant. And, and, and when he yelled out to the crowd that he's going to be the man to stop the rain. It was, it was just an incredible moment. I mean, I, I'm almost getting goosebumps talking about it. How about I don't you, think Austin? he's going to do it. Uh, me, personally, it's going to be awesome for the first time for myself, personally, to see Kenny Omega wrestle live. So I got to go with Kenny Omega versus Pentagon Jr. Love it. All good choices. All good. I'm, my favorite, I think you're, me and Sam are in agreement, we want uh, the Cody match. Oh, yeah. Cody and Nick yeah. Aldis. I think there's something special about the fact that Cody can win the title that his dad held. Yeah, I think that storytelling is unbelievable. Yeah, the emotional investment that they've created in the past few weeks and, and last night, too, at the press conference really raised it uh, to a whole new level for me. I, I don't think there's going to be a dry eye in the house if Cody ends up winning that title, frankly. But um, why don't you guys, uh, you know, give, your, give, your, give yourselves a plug. Talk about Pinned. Talk about what you do on Pinned. Pinned. Oh, okay, yeah. So, Pinned is a podcast. That's that's first and foremost. Uh, you can find it on Twitter, at Pinned Podcast. You can find it on Instagram, at Pinned Podcast. Um, oh, can you hear me now? Is that better? Yeah. All right, I'm just, gonna, I'm just going to start over. So, you can follow <laughs> the uh, Pinned Podcast on Twitter, at Pinned Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at the exact same thing. Um, yeah, we are on YouTube. We are on Spotify. We're, uh, where all your fine podcasts are available. 
Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, we see somebody else we know standing over here. Jay Z, what's going on, man? Jay Z Flair. You want to get up here and talk a little bit? Huh? Huh? Come on up, Jay-Z. Come on up, Jay-Z. So we got Jay-Z here. Uh, we met him last night, and I have to tell you, he was wearing a suit that was covered in pineapples. And, and when we complimented him and, on the suit, <laughs> he said that we haven't seen anything yet. So Tonight's I just suit. cannot wait to see what this gentleman will be wearing tonight. <laughs> How are y'all, fellas? You talk right How are you doing, yeah. Jay-Z? What's going on, man? Do I'm doing good, brother. I'm doing good. How are y'all? So what do you got going on this weekend, man? Are you, are you enjoying yourself? You having fun? I am having a blast. This is the best event I have been to in my entire life, brother. This weekend has been wide open and all kinds of fun. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Now, obviously, you're going to be at All In tonight. No, sir. I'll actually be here hanging out. Are you serious? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, now I feel like a dick. That's okay. Um, <laughs> That's okay. As long as you're not feeling mine, we're good to go. <laughs> so are you going to be watching it here, though? Yes, sir. That is All my right. plan, brother. That so plan. what match are you looking forward to the most? I'm going to watch Cody rock the hell and not the hell out of Nick Aldis. I would rather have paid... $50 and watch Cody Rose win that belt, then pay 1000 and watch Nick Aldis, period. Right now. I that love it. Yeah. I love it. Nice. Well, That's our, our favorite match, too. That's what we're looking forward to. Oh, yeah. Emotionally, because I mean, you, you've been a longtime fan. Yes, sir. So, like, emotionally, what is that? What do you think that that means for the other fans, for Cody, for, you know, in the context of the history of wrestling? I could not imagine winning a title that my father had won 30 years ago. Yeah. In in an independent arena, on an event that you created, exactly right. That's exactly an amazing right. thing. He should. Be, he, his father has got to be proud of him. The fact that he has promoted this event, he is booking this event. It just seems like it's the best thing that he can actually do is win this belt at this event. Yeah, w- yeah. without a doubt. I, I, I and I think that there's something to be said about the nature of like what Dusty used to do, and and, and you know creating Starcade and and then creating the Great American Bash and having a hand in all that, and now seeing what Cody's done. I, there's got to be a sense uh, of gratification, but even beyond that, of just honoring your father, honoring your blood. And the, the I, legacy. It's, yeah, it's, it truly is a legacy. And that story is is something that gets told. In any sport, you know, you hear about, about second-generation athletes in football and baseball and basketball or, you know, the, the idea that you've got somebody who came from nothing or, you know, the, the son of a plumber, as we always hear, and makes it for himself. And now Cody, who had that, that platform in WWE and left on his own accord and has created this. And as a fan, that's incredibly inspiring. Yeah, you, you got to be really impressed with somebody that takes a gamble on themselves like that, that believes in themselves, bets on themselves, if you will. And in my opinion, it's not even a gamble for him. He knew starting out that he had this. That man shows so much charisma, so much talent. He ain't going to do nothing but win. That's all this man's going to do the rest of his life is win. He is surrounded by nothing but greatness. It's, and I, what I hope to see is he takes that Dome Globe belt gets rid of it, and brings back a big gold. That's Absolutely. what I want to see. Man. That's what I want to see. I don't I, even know. I think somebody else right? might own the rights to yeah, that, I unfortunately. Oh, owns the right no, to big no, nobody owns the rights to that thing, brother. He needs to bring that bad boy back. <laughs> but there is something to be said, though, that the actual belt that's on the card tonight is the old NWA world title that Dusty had. Yes, sir. I mean, there, there's yes, a connection sir. there. I mean, like, we, we just had Bruce Mitchell. Who would have thought 30 years later... That the son would be going for the same title. Did Bruce Mitchell use this microphone? Bruce Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. Did y'all clean this microphone? Yeah. Out of it? Please, for the love of God, clean. Well, we had somebody Bruce on there in between. He, yeah, he right. stayed. He leaned a little further back. I think you, you said you weren't directly after Bruce. Oh, th- praise be to God. Praise <laughs> be to God. 
So what else you got going on, Jizzy? Oh, I'm ready to get for quitting time so I can start having me a little bit of a drink and go get my suit on. Uh, Love I, it. I cannot I wait, cannot to, wait see to see it. The so a, a, anything, anything you want to uh, tell the people about what you're doing, where they can find you? I'm on Twitter at Jay-Z underscore Flair. I am looking to be on as many podcasts as I can. If you need some help and you need a guest, I'll be more than happy to shoot the shit with you. Excuse my language. No, no, all right, man. It's all right. Shoot the trash with you if you want to. I'm a good time and looking, looking for nothing but fun. Awesome. Jay-Z, thank you so yeah, very much you. for joining so much, us, man. Jay-Z. We really appreciate it, all right? Take care of yourself, brother. Have a great time tonight. We'll see you in the bar. Thank you. <laughs> Give it up for Jay-Z. Give it up for Jay-Z, everybody. everybody. Yeah, man. So we're having a great time over here. We are uh, live, well, live-ish, I guess, sort of, uh, at yeah. StarCast, the podcast movement, Westwood One pop-up studio. Uh, again, right in front of us, we got Sammy Callahan setting up his Nintendo 64 tournament. I'll I tell you what, I have no doubt in my mind that I would get slayed by just about anybody, but to have the opportunity to play a little old-school wrestling would be awesome. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We might try and get Sammy up here. He's setting up though, so yeah, he's, a busy he's, man. he's a very busy man. Um, so, Paul, let's go back and talk a little bit more about what we were talking about earlier with the Bullet Club. Seeing the evolution of the Bullet Club and seeing what they've done to kind of open up the pathways to the expansion into North America and the world, really, uh, for New Japan Pro Wrestling. What do you think going forward, especially seeing all these T-shirts out here that we see? What does that mean? Well, I mean. It, it, it's so much more than just a wrestling faction at this point. It, it's becoming one of those pop cultural phenomenons. Like the last time you saw something like that was, in a way, was the NWO, where it's cool to wear your wrestling shirt out. It, it's, it's cool to be out with, you know what I mean? Like there, went, there was a time there when you wore your wrestling shirts around the house or doing an event. Right, right. You know, but you're walking around and so many people have the shirts on. And when you're here, there's so many kindred spirits and like-minded people. But like I said, I mean, I live in a small town. I can drive down Main Street on any, like a, a random Tuesday and I see multiple Bullet Club shirts. It's really, really incredible. Yeah, you know, I, I, mean, I just think that there's a level of fandom that, that has increased. And the popularity, the mainstream popularity of a faction like the Bullet Club has contributed so much to professional wrestling in general. And it's awesome because, you know, I love going to see independent wrestling. And living in Chicago, I get to go to AAW, I get to go to Shimmer, I get to go to Rise. I get to see all these really great companies. And I, I feel like that you see the shirts on the... You know, on people at these shows, the you know Bullet Club shirts, Kenny Omega shirts, they're not even the people that are necessarily performing on the shows, but it's clear that that has provided a, a motivation to get people to go and see these shows, and that's something to me that's incredibly gratifying, because you've got guys that are busting their ass all over this country, guys like a Sammy Callahan, for instance, or an ACH, or, you know, we were talking yesterday to somebody like Eddie Kingston, who's been doing this, you know, damn near 20 years. Jeff Cobb. Uh, Jeff Cobb, yeah, and it's incredible, because, you know, I, I just think that in a way that, that there has been this the work that has happened all over the place, you know, not just in New Japan, not just from the Bullet Club, but it, is, it has absolutely contributed to an environment where performers are able to, you know, self-publish uh, in a way, if you will, you know, their own content, whether they're online or whether they're, you know, they're, they're out there, they're, they're doing their own t-shirts, they're getting their own action figures, they're doing all these things that once upon a time you could only do if you worked for WWE. Yeah, the amazing thing is like, and I hate to use this term, but it's like a trickle-down effect. Because the more eyes that they put on their product, like you said, then these are the same people that'll go to independent wrestling shows or check out other smaller promotions. And it just gets more people involved in wrestling, more fans watch it, more eyes on the product in general. But you have an alternative to WWE. And we're not here to bash WWE. They do their thing. But it's nice to have viable alternatives. 
Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And I, I, I think that it, in the end, you know, much like the Monday Night Wars, and we were talking about that, you know, after the Monday Night Wars debate that they had with Eric Bischoff and Bruce Pritchard on Thursday, moderated by Conrad Thompson. And I, I think that what that has done has kind of created a new sense of that healthy competition that's been missing since then. And, and that's an incredible thing. And speaking of healthy competition, we're about to be joined by, by Kerry Silken. We're so excited to have him, of course, from Ring of Honor. Kerry, uh, have a seat. Lean into the microphone. Yeah, talk right Let's into talk it. a little bit of wrestling. Say you hi. Got it. Hello, everybody, and thanks for having me. Oh, thank you so much, Carrie. We really appreciate it. So uh, a quick question for you. We've we kind of been asking everybody this. What are your feelings? You know, what's your reaction? How does this event and All In make you feel, especially as someone who's so deeply involved with the talent that is putting on this show? Well, at the risk of being self-serving. Um, <laughs> Self-serve away, Carrie. I don't know. I guess, I guess my uh, keeping Ring of Honor alive and Joe Coff furthering to keep it alive and well and the Sinclair group uh, fostered this whole thing. I mean, that, am I safe to say, guys, that this wouldn't have happened if that didn't happen? No, I think that's uh, yeah. absolutely safe You're to say. absolutely right. And the work that Ring of Honor has done, not only to, to kind of help you know, the talent be able to really uh, be more independent in a way, and the relationship with New Japan Pro Wrestling, and, and, and honestly, I mentioned this to you earlier when we ran each other in, into the hallway, Carrie, that like you allowing the talent, quite frankly, to be able to do something like this is huge. So I don't think it's an overstatement at all to say that without you, without you know, Joe Koff, without Sinclair, without Ring of Honor, that something like this would not be possible. It wouldn't have, especially this first time. And I don't want to uh, discount the Bucks or Cody's ability to do something like this. I'm sure they could have. But, you know, Ring of Honor uh, allowed them to do it, and they did a hell of a job and Conrad Thompson, who I'm getting to know a little bit, he's, uh, he did an amazing job. He's a hell of a promoter. And uh, here we are. Yeah, it's, it is, the turnout's amazing. It's crazy. Um, I'm shocked on a personal level that, you know, I get recognized by so many people. <laughs> a little surreal. It's weird. Yeah. You know, I'm the only guy who'll give you a picture for free. <laughs> Actually, oh, yeah. that's a great selling also, point. You know? <laughs> I still have four tickets to get rid of for the all-in show. Did you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? Gary Silken has four tickets that he needs to get rid of for all in. I, I want to sell them. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. As well you should, you know. Yes. Um, so if anybody needs tickets, here I am. Where are those tickets located? They're good. Uh-oh, they're in his uh -oh. back pocket. They're in my pocket. He's about ready to pull them out, ladies and gentlemen. He's got them right here, right now. We might do a little business. They're, they're almost dead center, lower levels. Oh. Section 118. Section well, there you go. And if you do that, you can sit. 117 is dead center. One, one of the two are dead center, 116 or 117. We're in 116, so you do one, one I mean, you'll be right next to us, too. You'll there be able you to go. hang out with your boys from the that's, King of Pro Wrestling that's podcast. Worth, that's worth it by itself. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, Kerry, let's talk a little bit about MSG just briefly. Uh, that is an incredible achievement, and I know that there were some roadblocks in the way. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about, A, how important it is for you guys to have that building, and, B, how did it feel to sell it out? Well, being a, uh, a New York kind of guy and 
getting to go to Madison Square Garden, boy, am I going to sound old, and uh, to, to uh, my first wrestling in 1971, wow. which, by the way, was Freddie Blassie against Pedro Morales. Oh, that's awesome. And I loved the heels. And we, my father takes me, and they had a blue law. People don't know this. There was a blue law that you had to be 14 years old to attend boxing and wrestling. No women wrestlers. This was dropped in 73. No women wrestlers. No cage matches, chain matches, gimmicks. Anyway, on my 14th birthday, my dad, who didn't like wrestling, he says, I like real sports. <laughs> you know, he loved, you know, he'd take me to Yankee Stadium, and he loved best. But anyway, so we went. But uh, for Ring of Honor, my little company, to come to Madison Square Garden, it was the perfect storm with WrestleMania weekend. I mean, five years ago, when WWE came to Giant Stadium, we were at the Hammerstein. We couldn't have filled the garden at that point. But thanks to New Japan, the partnership with New Japan, and thanks to Ring of Honor's elevation, we sold it out. It's nuts. It's incredible. We're, I mean, we're incredibly excited. Truth be told, Paul and I actually don't yet have tickets. Well, I do. <laughs> you want, we could do some business off to the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, let's know what you're doing a little bit later. And, and, uh, I'll help you guys at face value. <laughs> okay, that would be fine by me. Um, but we, you know, we're so excited for it. We're going to be there. We, you know, we're, we're kind of making some, some deals, if you will, right now, figuring out exactly what we're going to be doing that weekend. But I, I just think that the importance of the relationship between Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling has been so incredibly beneficial to both companies. And you know, how do you feel about the fact that New Japan has gained so much traction in the North American market and, and your contribution to that? They're, they're a great partner. And, you know, Ring of Honor used to partner with NOAA. Yeah. And we had some dealings with Dragon Gate. And... We also had some dealings with New Japan in the old Ring of Honor. Anyway, they, they're such a good company. They're so professional. They're so easy to work with. And the talent that they possess yeah. Oh, yeah. is just incredible. So it's, it's a wonderful partnership. And I think, you know, they were the, uh, they were the factor to put us over the top sure. at the Garden. Yeah. That's what I think. So, you know, one, one last question for you, because we don't want to take up too much of your time, and we certainly hope to have you on the show again. But we are King of Pro Wrestling Podcast. We're a New Japan Pro Wrestling Podcast. We're the only purely dedicated New Japan Pro Wrestling Podcast here, but obviously we cover Ring of Honor a lot. Knowing that there are other podcasts out there dedicated to Ring of Honor or are talking about you guys on a regular basis, what does that type of exposure and, and sort of the, the grassroots fandom that talks about the product, that's so passionate about the product, that's part of the reason why we're all here at StarCast, mean to you? It means the world. I mean, I just, uh, I have to just think back to the, uh, the, the growth of Ring of Honor and just doing the Philadelphia shows. Yeah. And then, then venturing to Boston and God, when we went to Chicago the first time, it was like going to the damn moon. Yeah. You know, so now to get this kind of coverage, exposure, Sinclair's on 150 stations. Um, there's, as you said, dedicated podcasts. 
And uh, it's very, it's very flattering, and it's still surreal to me. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Crazy. I want to thank you guys so much. Oh, oh Carrie, thank, thank you, you, man. It's been a pleasure. It's been thank an honor. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Carrie Silken. Give it up. Come on, uh, give it up for Carrie. Thanks, guys. Come on, make some noise. That's all right. All right. All right, there's somebody else. There's thank one you. guy in the back. <laughs> I, I got one fan. That's all right. The one's all you need. Thank you so very much, man. We really but you. the guests are not done on our show. No, we're not done. We got one more very we have special a very guest. Historic guest. We're, we're so excited about this because, quite frankly, you know, we've been talking about the Bullet Club. We've been talking about history. We've been talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling. We are so excited. And anyone who's listening right now, I really do want you to make some noise because we have the only female member in the history of the Bullet Club. We have one of the only women to ever participate in a wrestling event at the Tokyo Dome for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Literally a part of history. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome the Bullet Babe, Amber O'Neill. All right. Ma, give it up. Come on. Oh, I have one fan here. How are you doing? (laughs) They're a timid crowd. They're saving it for later tonight. I get it. It's all good. Amber, how are you? I am fabulous. How are you? We're great. I'm I'm overwhelmed with energy from basically the love for the Bullet Club, and it's just so exciting to see from where I was to where it's come, and I'm so proud of Cody and the Bucks, and, like, this is just amazing, and I wanted to come be part of it, because how could I not? Now, you were talking last night. We've had the pleasure of speaking to you a couple of times off mic. Um, You were talking last night about your favorite moment in New Japan. Why don't you tell everybody else about that? (laughs) Well... Obviously, aside from the fact that I got to work in the first ever mixed tag match uh, with Maria Canellas, Gallows and Anderson, and Kingdom, um, one of the things that I hold dearest to my heart was getting to manage AJ Styles against Okada. That was literally like the highlight of my life, I feel like. (laughs) I was standing there watching this match, like having a moment, like I cannot believe I am doing this right now. As... I mean, I think any human being in the world would have probably been feeling the same way. But that's definitely, like, aside from making the history, you know, uh, wrestling in the mixed tag, for sure, managing AJ against Okada. Because I love AJ, but I also love Okada. Like, the rain man is what is up. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's incredible you think about the history that you made in New Japan. Oh, thank you. What did it feel like going out at the Tokyo Dome? That Uh, had to be overwhelming and somewhat surreal, is it not? It is. Um, you kind of, it's almost like, uh, I remember all the members in the Bullet Club being like, you make sure no matter what you do, you stop and take it in. And I remember walking down the, that really long aisle and just being like, oh my God, this is like 70,000 people. <laughs> and I also want to add, I was the first woman in history to ever do a Wrestle Kingdom. I'm also the only woman in history to ever do two consecutive Wrestle Kingdoms. And I made a lot of history with New Japan, and I'm so incredibly proud to have just been able to do not just work with the company but to have accomplished so much and to be able to be part of like what I feel is the most popular faction in the history of pro wrestling other than the NWO. It's got to be an amazing (laughs) feeling to realize that no matter what they do you're the first. You can never be another first. You know like that's what yes like I don't I'm just not. It can never be taken away from you that's you have your spot in the history books. 
I, 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 I do feel that way and I'm very proud of it and thank you for saying that. Oh. <laughs> but you know, I also wanna say this, um, I was so incredibly, I knew that someone was gonna come along at some time and be another, you know, the second girl and it could not have happened to a better girl. I'm so happy for Brandy Rhodes. Like Absolutely. you go girl, keep it alive, keep it going. Awesome. Too sweet. <laughs> <laughs> no, Brandy's awesome, and she's definitely added a lot. Now, you know, one other thing that, that we have to ask is that you, you know, not only obviously making history in that way, but also being at the forefront of that Western expansion that New Japan Pro Wrestling has been engaging on, you know, with Wrestle Kingdom 9 being the first pay-per-view that was available here in the States and everything. What does that mean to you to be able to be taking part in that and to represent in a way, you know, you're... You're not from Japan. You're not a Japanese wrestler. You represented your country. Yeah. Let's just say it that way. I mean, you represented all of us. <laughs> it's, it's not underselling. It's Here. honestly just the proudest moment of my life. Like, you know, the thing, the thing um, about me that I think that separates me from a lot of uh, people in the business what I've, is I've always wanted to carve my own path. I never knew how I was going to do it. But the universe opened up, and I was able to carve my own path and make my own way, and that's what I'm the most proud of. And, not, and I want to say this. New Japan is a company that is so, so good to their talent, and they, they respect you, and they're grateful for you. And that's, like, one of the reasons. I, I just... Everything that I accomplished, I did with amazing people and an amazing company, and I just want that to always be, like, something that I'm forever grateful for. So we, we, we don't want to take too much of your time, but we, we have two more quick questions. I, I failed to mention this earlier, and I, I feel like an idiot for not doing it. You were an NWA Women's Champion. Yes. Now, obviously, the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship is being defended tonight. With its sort of resurgence... And obviously, you being a former champion, women's champion, do you want to see that belt be raised to the same profile? And would you, would you want to, again, compete for said belt? Uh, I want to say something before I answer this, but um, I also want to... Another history that I made was I was the only woman in history of life to take the NWA Women's Champion to New Japan. And I was so incredibly proud of that. But I want Cody Rhodes to take this belt. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a story Team there. Team Cody, I'm going to be cheering with everything I have. I love it. I love it. Elevate it even more. Yeah. Make, make Dad proud. Yeah, now, yeah, without a doubt. Now, Amber, we've talked about all the great historical things that you've done. But now what we want to talk about now is all the great things you're going to do. So what do you have coming up next? You know, a lot of people may want me to be done. A lot of people may think I'm done. Hashtag check again. I'm about <laughs> to make history again is what I do. Um, this is my last appearance ever as the Bullet Babe because starting in October, I am officially signed with WOW Superheroes, owned by Jeannie Buss, owner of the Lakers, and David McLean, creator of GLOW. And um, I am officially signed and contracted as another character called the Beverly Hills Babe. We did keep the babe in check, but she's <laughs> no longer gunning. She is blinged out and ready to take on California Hollywood style. I'm about to make history again because I will be the first woman to have wrestled for both uh, wrestling network, both wrestling shows that will air on Access TV. So... Get ready, because unfortunately, you all thought I was done, but I'm getting started again. Now, why don't you tell everybody your immediate future? Like, when you walk off the stage, where can they find you? 
Yes. Because that's very important. Yes, considering this is my last autograph signing as the Bullet Babe ever in October, this character will die. You can find me right in the main hallway next to the beautiful people, Allison Kay and Shane Helms, the Hurricane. So, well, yeah, Amber, thank you so very much for joining us. And ladies and gentlemen, seriously, if you want a piece of history, go meet the bullet babe, Amber O'Neill. She's right down the hall here, and you can absolutely have a piece of history as she says goodbye to the bullet last babe chance after this weekend's her last chance. Right in the main hallway by the beautiful people. So also, go over right. check out Amber. Also, when you go down that hallway, go holler at Tamatanga, Haku, and Micah, my homeboys. Right. Absolutely. Well, Amber, Give it up for much. Amber O'Neill. Everyone, yeah, the bullet babe. Thank you, guys. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Amber. All right, guys. Well, guess what? It's uh, it's about time for us to go. But before we do, Paul and I have had the most incredible time we possibly could have thought that we would ever have here at Starcast. We could not have done it though without the opportunity and the inspiration that has been provided, not only by Cody and the Young Bucks, but also by Conrad Thompson, Dave Hancock, Dave Otto, Dave, uh, John Lopez. John Lopez. Uh, we've also got cousin Derek. Cousin Derek. We didn't get his last name, <laughs> but no, it has been staff. incredible. The staff is awesome. Thank you guys so much. In addition to that, all of our fellow podcasts on Podcast Row. It has. Been been incredible so far we yeah. cannot wait for what happens next and sincerely thank you so much for the inspiration from cody and the young bucks because honestly what they have done with this event it's no joke has inspired us to try to take it to the next level so please follow us at kopw72 we are king of pro wrestling podcast we are the only new japan pro wrestling podcast here and we cannot wait for what comes next thank you all so thank much you so much everybody have a good time tonight Thank you. Thank you.